Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I'm your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and today I'm joined by my best friend and a crowd fave, Dominique Roberts. Hello, everyone. She has been practicing that hello for like an hour at this point. Yeah, I just felt like it was the best way to pump the pod up. Get the vibes, get the Christmas spirit going. Oh, yeah, guys. Merry Christmas Eve. Uh, we're just so happy to be with you guys today. We're just happy to be here. Just happy to be here, as always. We're always happy to be here. Always. Speaking of the holiday spirit, we are going to be doing a giveaway. So you guys can enter by commenting on both of our Instagram photos. Basically, all you have to do is follow me, Dom, the Uncomfortable Org, and I Love You So Much podcast on Instagram. And then you guys are entered to win a $250 gift card. So go enter on both of our Instagrams. Hello, duh. Why wouldn't you want to do it? Tag your friends. Get everyone involved. It wouldn't be right to not do a little bit of a Christmas roundup. Favorite Christmas song, go. What's that? Bah humbug. Da da do dee. Da 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 dee. Do dee dee. Do 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 dee. Da dee. You know that one? Yeah, that was spot on. You killed it. Thank you. Okay, my favorite. I'm going to have to go with I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa by Jessica Simpson. Dude, I saw a really funny TikTok about how this kid thought that song was about this kid finding out that his mom was cheating on his dad with Santa Claus. And I was like, wait, I always thought that too. Wait, yeah, me too. Actually, when I was younger, I did too. <laughs> and I was like, why are we praising a cheater? Like, cheaters. <sighs> but it's like the dad. So No, I definitely thought that too when I was younger. Even when I like knew. No, I was like this horrible, horrible mom. What's wrong with her? A horrible mom, a horrible mom. Okay, do you get your favorite holiday drink? Eggnog. Okay, uh, mine is my Starbucks order, which is the vanilla sweet cream cold brew, sub peppermint for vanilla. And it's so good. Yeah, I was telling Kenzie that I had my eggnog reawakening when we, you know, went and tried all those different Starbucks drinks and we got a chai latte with eggnog foam. It straight up, I mean, I guess it, it literally is milk because it's, you yeah. know, whatever, it, but it straight up was white. It was just embarrassing ordering. We felt like the junior high girls that like 
you know, found some crazy order and we're like ordering it, you know? She's referring to the vlog in Vlogmas that we did where we tried different Starbucks orders and we ordered like four and yeah. it was just too much for us. <laughs> like the guy was like, oh. Oh, they definitely thought we were so annoying. Speaking of Vlogmas, um, if you guys want more content from us, First off, let us know. Spam us and also spam Dear Media. Second, we just did, actually not we, I just did Vlogmas on my YouTube channel and Dom is in like so many of the vlogs and they're really fun. I actually got great feedback this year. The best feedback I've ever received for Vlogmas actually, I think. Yeah. So go head on over there. You guys can binge all the videos. It's probably at this point about 30 hours of content. So you're welcome. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Crim Crim. Okay, last holiday roundup favorite Christmas movie Dash and Lil Dash and Lily it's not a movie but it's fine it counts yeah it's a series I'm sorry you guys but it's 20 minute episodes they might as well just made it into a movie I thought it was so cute I loved it I actually want to rewatch it and coming from someone who is really bad about watching shows I felt very confident when I uh, watched it all in like a day but it was so cute so cute made me sad that I wasn't falling in love in the city with some random boy that I met at the strand and kissing him under the mistletoe yeah it's freaking depressing but it's fine Merry Christmas everyone all Dom wants to do is kiss someone under the mistletoe oh god forbid I'm so sorry Kenzie I'm such a horrible person for wanting to find love how you took that in a negative way I'll never know <laughs> But I'm just really defensive about my love life. Right She's now. really <laughs> on the defense right now, guys. Okay, well, in today's episode, we just wanted to sit down and chat with our girls and guys here on the podcast. We love you all. Um, towards the end of the episode, we will be doing book club. Our December read was Anna Holidays by Christina Lauren. It's really cute. But if you guys didn't read the book, no worries. Still listen because we're basically just recapping a rom-com and it's really funny. So I promise you guys will like it. But we're going to get into some advice questions for majority of the podcast episode. I just felt like, you know, it was time. Not necessarily that Dom and I are really in positions to give you life advice. But at the same time, it's like we kind of are. What? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what qualifies you for that? Okay, I asked you guys in the Facebook group. If you guys haven't joined the Facebook group, you need to join the Facebook group. But I'm going to be pulling some questions. I screenshotted a ton. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to be sharing names just to keep it a little bit private. Yeah, keep it a little anonymous, a little anon. Exactly. Okay. Advice for being on your own. Honestly, advice on finding your way into the world as you grow into your own person. This can go in so many ways. Haha. Ha. Financial advice or love life advice, anything really. So essentially, she's just asking for advice on kind of growing into yourself and being on your own. Do you want to go first? And the only reason why I'm asking you to go first is you actually moved out when you were 17, right? Yeah. So you had to grow into your own person pretty fast. Yeah, but I don't think you like literally have to move out to grow into your own person. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course, but come on. I think it's really important to be able to spend time on your own. And we're going to talk a little bit about loneliness too, because we got a lot of questions about that. And I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that in the holiday season. Dom's face right now. Do you feel lonely, Dom? Yes. Okay, we'll Kenzie. talk about that soon. We'll talk about that soon. Okay, I great. tried to find you a winter break fling. I really no, did. Yes, I did. We'll get into that soon, guys. Anyways, I think it's really important to be able to spend time on your own and by yourself. I think I've grown into quite the introvert. In 2020, I love being by myself. It's like, it's actually ideal. But yeah, I think as far as growing into your own, it requires a lot of learning. 
I also think if you're really smart about it and you're really serious about it, it requires a lot of like mentorship and finding the right people to kind of like be under and almost model your life after. Not that you want to be them necessarily, but let's say, for example, you really like this couple's marriage. So you would take advice for them in that way. You really like this person's career. So you would take advice from them in that way. You really like this person's confidence, you know, finding different people that you admire and asking them questions and learning from them. Also, just as far as like personal interests, I think just try out a bunch of different things. My interests have changed so much in the past few years. I mean, at this point, I'm literally, we say a breadwinning housewife minus the wife part, but I <laughs> love cooking. I've always loved reading, but I'm really almost like domestic at this point in my life. And yeah. two years ago, I was not that way at all. So I think it's just giving yourself room to change your mind, to find new things that you're into and to also like ask a lot of questions and learn, especially when you're in your twenties, like you have, we have so much to learn always, but especially in our twenties. And I think at this age too, there's a lot of grace and leeway because yeah. you're still young and you're in your twenties and whatever. Um, but I think it's the perfect time to kind of like ask for advice. Yeah. I think you hit on a great point when you said like, don't be afraid, afraid to try something different. I think when, you know, you're starting to grow into yourself, becoming your own adult, your own person and a functioning member of society, I think it's really important that you find what you like and what works for you. I think the greatest thing that Kenzie and I both have going for us is the individuals that we are. I think in your early 20s, it's really easy to lose your identity and people that are doing things that you aren't doing. For me, like I took a break from college and then I ended up going back and it was the year I didn't go to college. I was really discouraged and I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm a loser, all this stuff. And it's really easy to lose myself in that and who I am and the person I'm trying to be. And instead I should have just been focusing on like, okay, no, I'm actually going and doing things my way. And I'm doing things in the best way that serves me and fits me. And I think when you make those choices, you actually come on the end of that receiving and becoming the person that you want to be, you know? Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Something I thought of too, I kind of already said this, but on the topic of allowing yourself to change your mind. So I moved out at 17 and I moved out thinking I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And this was it. And I was so almost like stubborn and hard headed and I wouldn't change my mind. Not that it like just didn't work out. It wasn't that. It was just that I actually just kind of, it wasn't that I totally changed my mind, but I shifted. And I talk about this all the time in the podcast, but don't be married to your first idea so often one thing leads to the other and leads to the other and our life ends up totally different than how we expected, but in the best way possible. So allowing yourself to not have tunnel vision on certain things. And I don't mean don't be driven and don't have goals, but by allowing myself to change my mind, I actually open up my life to be so much bigger than it ever would have been when I thought I knew exactly what I wanted, which was really honestly just career. Yeah. I didn't really care about anything else. And that just didn't fulfill me personally. Yeah. So allowing yourself to change your mind is really important. And I think that was really my best decision when it came 
when it comes to kind of growing into myself, because I've done that repeatedly and I'm always allowing myself to change my mind and kind of like go in different directions. And that I think is when you learn the most and when you grow the most. Yeah. And, and talk on that too. I think like if I married my first decision, I would not be doing what I'm doing today. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Advice on loneliness during the holiday season. I have none. I'm just kidding. I I really quickly want to talk a little bit about the winter break fling because we have been getting a lot of DMs about this because I have mentioned it on our Instagram lives in Vlogmas. So if you guys have been a long time like podcast listener, you know what a winter break fling is. It's a coin I turned, what? A term I coined, (laughs) what? It's a coin. It's a term I coined when I was like 19 or 20, you know, when I was young and dumb. Since then I've grown and gained so much wisdom and I'm very mature at the crazy age of 23. Um, But at that point in time, I would do this thing called a winter break fling, right? You lock them down, Thanksgiving break, okay? And then you text whatever the next three weeks, you come back home for Christmas, you have, there you go, bada bing, bada bam, you have your winter break fling. It's a beautiful thing. The, The number one rule is that it cannot last past the winter break part which I always found was the really difficult part. They would still text you. <laughs> it was just like a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was really hard. Anyways, I tried to get Dom one of them because I was like, wait a second. We might as well. I mean, you know, obviously with COVID, it would have been really difficult. I don't know exactly what our plan was then. It would have been like a distanced. Yeah. Like a long distance winter break fling. But here's the problem. The hinge selections that I found on Dom's hinge account were extremely underwhelming and so it's not dom it was the prospects yeah it was borderline disturbing (laughs) yeah it just it was disturbing it it truly i mean when it comes down to it yes so long story short there is no winter break fling for 2020 as of right now as we're recording you know i say this and you know god can move mountains so and i'm also like my type is very niche it's very obscure so it's hard to hit that so do you have advice on handling this? Loneliness. Well, yes, I actually do. All jokes aside, this year has been one of those years where I used to consider myself an extrovert, but now I would agree with Kenzie. I'm definitely more of an introvert. Like if we didn't leave the house, I'm not pressed about it. If anything, when we do have to leave the house, I am maybe a little annoyed. But when I was in LA, I was pretty much living by myself. I had a roommate, but she wasn't home a lot of the time. So I was pretty much by myself a lot. And I really, really, really struggled just because like you go crazy by yourself. And that was like the first time. I mean, of course, we have moments of loneliness, but that was the first time I experienced true loneliness. And then on top of that, I'm like single AF, you know, so it was really hard. And with all of that being said, I think the greatest reminder is, you know, when you're lonely, we want to isolate too on top of that. And I think that's the worst thing that you can do. And I had to learn that through COVID, but reaching out to my friends was honestly the greatest thing that I could do and letting as many people as I know that that's exactly how I was feeling. Like I would tell Kendi and I would, that's how I like ended up actually like going into the habit of like FaceTiming my friends and trying to create community as much as I possibly could in a time that pretty much sets you up for loneliness, you know? I'm going to answer this more from the perspective of 
feeling lonely because you're single? Because I feel like that's another question I get all the time. You are not going to be single most likely forever. So being single is actually a really fun period of your life that's actually really short in the grand scheme of your life, most likely, right? So when you're single, I think one, that's the best time to work on yourself. I mean, you should always be working on yourself, but you don't really have the distraction of another person, but you can learn so much about yourself. And then also you can build friendships that you will have also forever. Like being single, it's so fun. I'm with Dom all the time. You know, like, like like we would not be able to do what we're doing and we wouldn't be able to have like pulled off what we're doing right now if Kenzie was with someone or if I was with someone. It's just so much fun. Like we literally have the best day every single day. Yeah, I think it's just shifting the perspective of it's not a negative thing to be single. And it's also, it's better to be single than to be with someone who is just not right for you. Yeah. And so I think being single is actually a really great time. And you just have to remember there's going to be a day when you're not going to be single, hopefully ever again. So like cherish the time while you have it and make the most of it while you have it. Also um, in Mike Todd's like dating relationship series that went viral, what, like two years ago at this point, I want to say the first like episode of the series, um, he talks about singleness and it's a dating sermon series. And he talks about why actually like your period of singleness is oftentimes why relationships fail because you didn't steward that well. You didn't handle that well. You didn't learn what you needed to learn, you know, whatever it might be. I'm going to butcher it because I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah, I would definitely recommend watching that video though. It's transformation. But I just think like, it doesn't have to be this negative, lonely thing. I get wanting to be with someone that's just natural, but like that will happen. Yeah. And also there's nothing wrong with you. If you're single, nothing wrong with you. It literally pisses me off when like people try and perceive that like someone who's single, like there's a reason why they're single. And for the most part, no, it's just, you haven't met that right person. There is nothing wrong with Kenzie and I we're freaking perfect. We're literally (laughs) the greatest things that could happen to our future husbands. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Kenzie. There's nothing wrong with us. (laughs) I uh, can't tell if you mean this or you're trying to convince yourself. I am, I don't know about you, Kenzie, but I'm 100% serious. But in all honesty, like there's nothing wrong with you. It truly, I hate when people are like, it's a season, but it really is just a season of life. It's a moment. And honestly, I think once I shifted my perspective of like what I do have rather than what I don't have, life has become so much more fun. When I shifted my perspective of reminding myself that I have friends that care about me rather than the one person that isn't texting me back, like I, life became more fun again. Yeah, and also, I mean, we talk about dating and we actually will do another non-negotiables episode, but we're gonna do that for the living room, which is my faith-based Patreon. If you guys wanna join, we do all of my like faith content on there. But it's one of those things too where, I think when you really truly like yourself and you enjoy being single and you can spend time on your own, that's when you have less of a chance of dating someone who's not worth your time because you're not just like, oh, I'm just waiting. You know what I mean? Like waiting for them to text you, doing all these things when it's like, you should just be treated right. And if I'm not treated right, I'm not going to waste my time because I like where I'm at as it is. I'm not like searching or striving for something, you know? Exactly. Okay. Next question. Body image advice. I actually don't talk about this that much on the podcast and I get asked about it a lot. I actually had someone, I think they're originally one of your subscribers and they 
followed me, but they actually DM'd me. And I actually had a really long conversation with them about this because everything they were saying, I was like, damn, I feel that. Like, I felt that too. What did you say? So I'm recently, I started going to like a nutritionist slash therapy situation. It's with my friend Joy. And she just, she's going through like nutrition school and stuff. So she opened that up. And I mean, it's one of the things I've struggled with my whole entire life, honestly, forever. And I feel like recently it's one of the things that I've honestly been gaining freedom in, which is so nice because it's a process and it's like a healing process. And one of the things that we were talking about today, because I realized that I'm so hard on myself with just like my looks, but also my habits. And I was telling her how like I felt like my patterns of like how I treat myself aren't good. And and then like I'll have quote unquote good days about how I view myself in bad days. And she was like, well, what do you say to yourself when you have a bad day, like going into the next day? And I'm just like, oh, I need to rally. Like I need to rally it together and like get my life together. And she was like, why do you keep saying that? She was like, why do you keep saying like you need to get yourself together? And she was like, the industry of like nutrition and all these different things always tell you that like you need to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. You need to get it together. You need to get you're falling apart. You're like all this stuff. And that's just not true. And so I think the biggest thing, like if you really want freedom in that area of your life, when it comes to like body image is like compassion. Yeah, that's really good, actually. Yeah. And it's it's the biggest thing that I've been doing, too, because like, let's be real over quarantine. I've gained so much weight and like I could be like, oh, my gosh, Tom, you're a failure. This is why like all this stuff and like go in on myself. But on the other end, I'm really just like I'm and living in a pandemic. My career has completely shifted. You know, I'm going walking through all these unknowns. It's probably like really normal for me to like fall apart in this way and like gain weight. I'm also growing and becoming more of a woman. My hormones is crazy. Everything. That's fine. And I think if you turn towards compassion and kindness, you're able to like view yourself in a more healthy way. Sorry, that was a rant. No, that's really good. Actually, funny enough, that's kind of what I talked to my therapist about was like more on the habits and too this week about being so hard on myself. And I'm really hard on myself in the sense of expecting almost like perfection. Yeah. Like I always work really hard, but that's also because I love what I do. But I just have really, really, really high expectations of myself. And it's not that I necessarily expect perfection as far as like how the end result of the project comes out. Yeah. So I never really thought I like I dealt with any like perfectionist problems because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not like the best editor. I don't really care about that. I just want to get a video up where like people feel comforted or whatever that is. And I was doing like more self-reflection recently and I realized I put so much pressure on myself and I expect so much in in this year even like how I've handled certain situations or even when I feel angry because I've been so hurt by someone, I get mad at myself for feeling angry because I expect myself to be this literal like walking angel. And it's like, even like you take it like Bible wise, like Jesus had emotions, you know? So I almost was like mad at myself because I just expected myself to handle everything so perfectly and with so much grace and you know whatever that might be and so I put so much pressure on myself and she was saying the same thing like it's really easy for me to give other people grace nothing is really that deep with me ever so I'm never 
really mad at someone. If someone messes up, I have, I'm like, oh my God, you're so good. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's so easy for me to give other people grace, but to give myself grace is like the hardest part. So I think like same, but different. Like yeah. I relate to that so much. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And it's so weird how we expect something of ourselves that we would never expect of someone else. Yeah, exactly. And like, even when it comes to body image too, I think I used to be so fixated on like the perfection side okay, if I look a certain way too, this is one of the truths that I've just like committed myself to. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how you look, right? Health, yes, health should be a pillar in your life for sure. But okay, like it doesn't really matter how you look. It's really all about how you treat people. I'd rather be known for being the kindest, most compassionate, giving, generous, wise, all these great qualities rather than someone who's just like, oh yeah, she has a banging bod. Money can, give me $15,000. I'll show you a banging bod. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that shouldn't be a pillar, but of course the societal pressures that we live in, of course, like that's something that we're going to struggle with. So and I think too, this is so much easier said than done, but so much of it comes from comparison. Yeah. And Instagram doesn't make that any easier. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. At all. At all. So I don't really have the answer for like, don't compare yourself. But I do think that comparison is probably like the number one leading factor in this really toxic game that we're yeah. all in. Yeah. I think today, one piece of advice that I got that I think was very helpful when I'm about to like spiral and like go down the rabbit trail of like, oh my gosh, I look like crap, blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, okay, you need to like pause and reflect. Like you need to get a journal and literally reflect on what made you feel that way and why you feel that way. And it's almost like, you know, when a kid has like a tantrum and they freak out and you kind of need to like bring them back in before they go like explosive psycho. It's like the same way we need to do that with ourselves. Like we need to slowly draw ourselves back in. Yeah. I think what you said about compassion was so good too. It's just a lot of grace and a lot of compassion. Yes. Okay. Let's get started with book club. Are you down? I am freaking down, Kenzie. I'm going to tell you guys I'm going to give you a summary of the book. So if you didn't read, it's totally fine. You guys will be in the loop. Okay. This is a great rom-com. Great. Great rom-com. Great rom-com. Clearly, we both really like the book. And I I wouldn't say I'm like a holiday reader normally, which is kind of weird because, you know, I think I am literally Miss Claus and I love <laughs> reading. So, you know, maybe it's my new thing. But I actually loved the book. I thought she, it was super cute. I just love how she writes. She's, her jokes are like cute, I liked her writing witty. Too. It's fun. It was a really light read. Yes. It's like, you know, a beach read, but wintertime. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. like in the slopes. Cabin read. It's a cabin read. It's a cabin read. Oh, that's cute. Okay, summary. I am reading this verbatim because if I tried to give you guys a summary. I'd get lost in the sauce. You guys would be like, Kenzie, shut up. <laughs> like it's, I, I just get so sidetracked. Okay. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but not for Malin Jones. I should, I'm going to read this in the most dramatic since I can. Yeah. She's living with her parents, hates her going nowhere job and has just made a romantic error of epic proportions. Wow. Interesting how they put that. But perhaps worst of all, this is the last Christmas May will be at her favorite place in the world. The snowy Utah cabin where she and her family have spent every holiday since she was born, along with two other beloved families. Mentally melting down as she drives away from the cabin for the final time, May throws out what she thinks is a simple plea to the universe. Please show me what will make me happy. This is literally Dom when she's like being yes. dramatic in the car. I was like, 
This sounds a lot like me. No, literally. Okay. The next thing she knows, tires screech and metal collides. Everything goes black. But when May gas awake, she's on an airplane bound for Utah, where she begins the same holiday all over again. With one hilarious disaster after another sending her back to the plane, May must figure out how to break free of the strange time loop and finally get her true love under the mistletoe, Dom's dream. Jam-packed with Yuletide cheer, an unforgettable cast of characters, and Christina Lauren's trademark downright hilarious hijinks, this swoon-worthy romantic read will make you believe in the power of wishes and the magic of the holidays. I am a believer after this book, Kenzie. Okay, let's start at the beginning of the story where May is embarrassed that she made out with Theo. Let's give a little backstory. So May goes, which we just did, but May goes to this cabin and it's a bunch of friends. This is Dom and I's dream. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Their parents all went to college together. So it's all of the college, like best pa- friends, best friends. And then their kids and those, their kids at this point are like, you know, in their twenties. So it's really cute. They've gone there every year, their whole lives. Okay. Theo and Andrew are brothers. May is in love with Andrew. We co- we come to find out Theo's in love with May. Okay, so the story starts off when May is embarrassed because she made out with Theo. So how do you think everything would have unfolded at this timeline remained? Oh my God, she wouldn't have gotten her hopes and her wishes and her dreams. Yeah, what? And no offense, but as soon as she said Theo was in a frat, I was like, skirt. No, I have a question too. Why was Theo so rude to her the next morning in the kitchen? Because she like snuck off, you know? Like it was almost like a booty call moment and like she snuck off. I don't think it was a booty call moment. I think that they were hanging out and it just escalated. No, but I'm saying she treated it like a booty call moment and left him. Like she- Well, did he expect her to sleep with him? Yeah, I think she thought like he was finally, he was like, oh yeah, I like scored May. And then she, but she left. No, but I'm saying they're in a, they're, I mean, like literally wake up in bed with him because they are in a house with their family. Like, what did he expect? Obviously you go back to your room and you act like nothing happened. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't care because he was a jerk to her. He was such a jerk. And then you find out that Theo was in love with her. And that was really surprising to me because he treated her so poorly. I'm like, what a reflection of men today. No, for real. Say they love you, but then treat you bad. That's, yeah, that's so true, Dom. Okay, why do you think she made the wish? Can you show me what will make me happy? Girl, I'm about to make that wish too. (laughs) She's in her 20s. She moved back in with her parents. She moved to LA for a bit. It didn't really work out there. She moved back with her parents. She's working at a job that she doesn't feel like she can really grow in. Yeah. And she's just really stagnant and she's been in love with Andrew her whole life. Yeah. I feel like it's every young person's worst nightmare. That's why I love- Which is what most people are in right now though. Yeah. Yeah. And which is why I loved when they talked about that. Because I'm like, I feel like every young person can relate in their career to being in a place where like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Nothing's really moving forward. And I just genuinely, bottom line, don't feel happy. Like I love that she was like, help me find love. Like she's just like, I just want to be happy. I want to give an honorable mention to Benny, my favorite character in the book. Loved Benny. Benny is in his fifties at this point. Yeah. He is their parents, one of their best friends. He doesn't have kids. No, he's still single. He's like a bachelor. He's a bachelor. And he gives May, they have this beautiful relationship and he gives her all the advice. He's really... I don't even know how to describe their relationship. Very comforting. She goes to him for everything. He's very understanding, very empathetic, but he knows she's in love with Andrew and Andrew just doesn't really feel that way. Or they think, 
well, actually, Andrew doesn't really feel that way at that point. Yeah. So he's just very understanding, but it's really cute because like that's her best friend. Like that's who she goes to. Yes. Like a good character, supporting character, the perfect supporting character. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So suddenly May is in a time loop where she's experiencing the same holiday over and over. How would you have reacted if you were May? I'm curious to hear this from you, Dom. I would have literally, well, first I would have thought it was a dream. Oh yeah, true. Like I totally would have thought it was a dream. The time I actually realized I'm in a time loop, I would have literally been like, let's freaking go, baby. Like, let's freaking go. Like, I feel like I'd be that character that does all the tomfoolery and like messes around and like messes up the matrix that they're in. And then I would have like been stuck for so long that I just would have eventually like figured it out. But I would have definitely been that person that's like, whoa, I'm naked on the plane. Something I appreciated about the book, because I don't think I would normally want to read a kind of Groundhog Day sort of book where it's a repeat of the same day the whole time. But I don't feel like they did that many repeats. I think it was like three or four tops. Yeah. It wasn't so repetitive. Yeah. It wasn't extremely repetitive. And she learned every single time, which was nice. Yes. Okay. One of the questions was, okay, May has a couple of fails before she gets the hang of this time loop concept. She acts on her feelings for Andrew, but also realizes she's in a dead end job that needs to change. How did this experience help her grow out of her people pleasing ways? Shoot. Can you relate, Dom? Yes, that's me. That's why I'm May, bro. But yeah, I think that was really cool. Honestly, when she came in that last time and she was just like, I know what I want. And if they send me back, they send me back. Like, I don't care. And and it was just so cool how she was just like, I'm quitting my job. I'm telling this guy I like him and I'm just not taking no for an answer. Yeah, it forced her to just... To you let know, go. To say YOLO. To literally say YOLO, but it was more like YO too, because she just kept, re- <laughs> I don't know, YO infinity. Like she just kept going over and over again. But no, I really, I thought that that was like really cool. And that was one thing that made me think was that a lot of the times when we want to go for something, we're just scared. And she was like, who cares if I fail? I'm just going to like repeat again. And even though we don't get to redo our days, like we can retry something if it doesn't work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had the maybe like luxury of not knowing if it was going to be permanent. It gave her the courage to do something she had needed to do for a long time. And also, I think maybe even in like a more spiritual way, but like sometimes I think we have to make a hard move before we get to the next thing. Yeah. You know, So I think like, even though those aren't necessarily correlated, sometimes that's how life works. Yeah, like sometimes you really just have to say YOLO and like go for it. And then what I always tell myself too when I'm scared to make like a hard decision, like a quote unquote life altering decision, I'm just like, okay, if it doesn't work, worst case scenario, I try something else. That is literally the worst case scenario. And worst, worst case scenario, I die. Especially when you are in your 20s. Yeah. Like now is the time to try things, you know? You should always try things no matter the age. But in your 20s, you most likely have the least amount of responsibility you'll ever have. So it's really the best time. Yeah. Okay, next question. May tells Benny what's going on and eventually it all comes to head and she reveals to Andrew what she's experiencing. First, do you think he believed her? Yeah, like, what do you do if someone tells you that they are experiencing the same day over and over again? If they, like, can prove it to me, I would literally be, like, freaking out. 
how could they prove it to you? Like explain how that would happen. So for example, if they, how she proved the sweater, you know, how the dog messed up the yeah. sweater. If they could do something like that, where they're like, hey, you're going to do this in the future, I would, and it happens, I'd freak out. Okay, so you are experiencing a Groundhog Day and you come to tell me what's happening. What is your plan of attack? Like, what are you going to say to me? I couldn't tell you. I would maybe try and ask you something that you would hadn't told anyone your, in your whole entire life. But I feel like I know everything about you. So that wouldn't necessarily work. Yeah. So I would, I don't know. I honestly would try and prove something to you that happened in the future. I don't know if I would believe someone. It you depends. would believe me. You would. I say that and I actually really no, do believe No, I know people. you, Kenzie. <laughs> you would. would believe them. Yeah, okay. Okay. You would believe me. me maybe. If it was a boy, no, no. chance. No Hell chance. No. Absolutely not. No. But no if way. you came to me, I'd believe you. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, second. Why did Andrew get so mad when he found out that she kissed Theo in the original timeline? Someone tell me why this pissed me off no, so bad. It was, it was so stupid. I literally actually can't even talk about it because when I was reading it, I was like, you're so dumb. No, it made me not like him for a second. No, because I was like, bro, she went and fixed it. She really, I was like, have you? Also, that was an alternative life timeline. It didn't happen in what he's living. It would be the same thing as her saying, oh, I kissed your brother or like in a dream before we were together. Yes. Like what? Yes, and I'm just- Or not from her dream, his dream. Yeah, Sorry. no, it's too much. It's That part literally made me so upset. That You know what? That part was the most realistic part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Yes, because guys genuinely would. They would be like, oh my, I can't even believe you. Yeah, and then they get mad at you. They get mad. I'm like- He got so mad, guys. He got guys. so mad, literally stormed off, was being ghetto as hell, trifling this and that, wasting her time, poor May- Oh, I can't even with Andrew at that part. That literally pissed me off. I was like, you're literally wasting your time getting mad at some tomfoolery. You know, my favorite part of the book, it's when May decides she's going to try to buy the house, the cabin. And oh then gosh. she goes to Benny for a loan. And then Benny tells her that he was already, because of her telling him at the beginning of their trip, he had already been working on it the whole trip. And then he ended up buying the cabin made me sob made me absolutely sob my favorite part was the ending like the epilogue oh when he like asked to marry her and the family was all there and they had the, at the cabin at the cabin had redone the whole entire cabin everything tell me why i literally sobbed and kenzie if you don't do that for me i don't want to be your friend okay great i'll let your future husband know okay we never find out though about the time loop, like why or how she's in it and how she gets out of it. And I don't know necessarily if they're just saying she answered her question because she's with Andrew. And I, maybe that's real. It's honestly like not the best messaging. Well, I feel like she did a couple of things. She, the cabin Fair. was saved. She quit her job. She realigned a lot of the things, but more so I think it's the character development. Like I agree. Yeah, like May was the the almost like the worry ward, the people pleaser, all of this. And then she turned into like the confident, like, I'm a graphic designer. I trust my designs. I'm doing this now. I'm walking in my truth, walking in my calling, and I got a fine man next to me. That's Dom in two years. No, next year. Next Kenzie. year. Next year, sorry. 2021. God. Christmas 2021. Amen. Please, Jesus. I cannot wait 
to fast forward six months and look back at my life and be like, wow, I'm just so glad I'm where I'm at now, <laughs> you yeah. know? If this happens in 2021, it's the Lord. It is. It really is. Okay, so ultimately, did you like the ending? Yes, I loved it. I loved the ending. I thought it was incredible. I loved how they brought everyone back. The proposal at the cabin was incredible. It was such a short proposal. That is what's going to happen to me. I'm borderline going to elope. Yeah. I'll meet someone. I'll be married six months later. I'm telling you right now. Literally, it was so perfect. She lives with him now. The ending didn't leave anything loose, any questions. Wrapped it up in a perfect Christmas bow. Okay, final question. So if they make this into a movie, who stars in what roles? You know what? I never would have thought of Benny as Matthew McConaughey. But I'm actually kind of into Benny as Matthew He's McConaughey. He's so Matthew McConaughey. He is so Matthew McConaughey. Because Benny's like the the playboy, like whatever. I got money. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm chill. And I, I live- pictured Benny to be almost a little bit more feminine than that. Yeah. But I just, I'm going to have to go with Matthew McConaughey. No. Yeah. 100%. I would want. Don't put that Dash and Lily guy in this. He can't be. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no. He can be Theo. He, no. Okay, he doesn't sorry. deserve to be Theo. Okay. I would make it, oh, I'll put Harry. Harry's Andrew. Harry Styles is Andrew. Zoe Kravitz as May. Yes. Who else do we want in this? I don't, who's Theo? Can we just kick Theo out of the movie? No, who's like a frat boy? Jacob L. Lordy or some. Oh, he is, that is perfect. Yes. Yeah. You know, those are the characters that I would choose to play. Okay, for our next book club read, we will have it on the Instagram. You guys can let me know who we should read with. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We love you guys so much. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Crim Crim. Make sure to enter our giveaway, which is on Instagram, on both of our profiles. Go enter, go follow the accounts. We love you guys so much. And we hope you have the best Christmas ever. I hope you guys have the best Christmas ever. And we love you guys so much. I've always wanted to say that because you say it. Aw. I love you guys so much. Oh, also, Dom has a podcast. Go check out The Uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, The Uncomfortable Org, where we talk about uncomfortable stuff. It's really good. Okay, now we're really gone. Merry Christmas. Bye.